You okay? You alright? Been in this fight since I was six Then I met a hot chick named Pig But I'm a rebel Little tiny rebel Never feel like you're gonna Stranger next to a blind guy on a beach somewhere. Would you even care? Oh, Biggs, hottest of the Star Wars chicks. Why'd you have to fuck that guy under the ferret sky? About the quest to find my sister for like ten years. Now she's turning tricks, hanging out with the space grandpa. Mom Mothma's freshly single and she's looking good. What was I doing again? You have to bump that guy under the ferret sky. Oh, Biggs, hottest of the Star Wars chicks. Why do you have to bump that guy under our ferret sky? Point taken. We'll split up. Take positions. Pick them off when they come through. Rifle! Let's go! Left flank! Right flank! Shit. We're under siege. They're everywhere. Speak clearly. Indeed. Been a bit rugged for me lately, but you know, the marching over. It's a smelter. Refueling should give us a moment. Andor, it's Q Night Desk. He found me this afternoon and he told me that Mother! You were talking about Andor. Yeah, she's she's passed away. No, no, I'm in Molana. Where is Andor? Yes! Yes, that's it! He might show up at a funeral! I knew you'd want to-
Now, George is very reserved about these things. He thinks in, in dollars instead of, like, creatively most of the time. So, uh, <laughs> that's not, I don't think it's the right time right now. And, uh, and as John has mentioned, on solo, everything came together. The stars aligned, and uh, here we are. It all happened. Hi, I'm Jason Moore from MakingStarWars.net, and you're watching a show called The Making Star Wars. Jason! Show. Jason! I'm on once! Whoever smelt her! Delta! <laughs> <laughs> How's everybody doing today? How are little you, Little smelter jokes. Little smelter jokes, Jason. <laughs> it sucks in here. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that cereal you're eating? Is it your mother? <laughs> are you up stalking women again? God bloody hell. <laughs> Space Karen, was that, was that trending today? I'm, I'm going to take ownership of it. But uh, oh, by the way, uh, a bunch of the the songs from the show are on Spotify and Apple Music now, um, under fandom F A N D U M B. That's just the group, the band, the man, the whatever. And then uh, the show's a podcast as well now, so it's on all the podcast platforms. It's on Spotify with video. It's also on Apple and all that stuff. So you could get this as a podcast if you can't listen to it or watch it on youtube for whatever reason you could do both do both you weirdos i don't care what you do with your time but uh anyways those, uh those clips play way differently when you're just hearing them huh jason <laughs> right <laughs> right hey hey but uh yesterday i played Fortnite with bespin and for like most of the night of the day he was just playing the game as mosque I'm like, all right, I'm going in here. Like, okay, sir. Good shot, sir. <laughs> We're on the seat, sir. Just, uh, constantly. But he does it. He, he does it perfectly. He sounds just like him. It's pretty good. But uh, yeah, so let's uh, let's briefly, I don't know briefly, but let's let's just go over the Indiana Jones news of the day. Um, Empire Magazine had a had an article that come up today that shows a couple of cool things. If you like Indiana Jones, there it goes empires world exclusive now we're not even back to exclusives we're up to world exclusives these days so you can see when it comes to cinematic treasures there are a few more valuable than indiana jones what for decades harrison ford's archaeologist archaeologist has been the ultimate movie hero a nazi bashing history buff with a taste for adventure a vast knowledge of ancient relics and real human vulnerability. Even the very image of Indiana Jones, fedora on his head, whip stowed on his hip, has become shorthand for old-school, rip-boring blockbuster thrills. Ever since 2008's Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Indy has been absent from our, from our screens, retiring to the Great Movie Vaults, or perhaps the sprawling Raiders Warehouse. But if the Indiana Jones movie has taught us anything... It's that a real treasure never stays buried, and he's not ready to belong in the museum just yet. Okay, so it's a lot of a lot of trying to fill up those words. Um, Mangold's providing him with a fresh new batch of allies and enemies, and pitching him into a whole different era of history. Inside, you'll find the very first look at what the top secret film has in store, with a deluge of exclusive images as well as world-first interviews with stars Harrison Ford. B.B. Waller-Bridge, Mads Mikkelsen. See, his name is Mads Mikkelsen. That's not short for Mad Mardigan, Willow. 
uh, Shanette Renee Wilson and Boyd Holbrook. Director James Mangold says writers Jez and Johnny Henry Butterworth and per- so writers Jez and John Henry Butterworth. That's a good name, Butterworth. And producers Catherine Kennedy, Freak Marshall, and Simon Emmanuel. Um, the adventure is only just beginning. Get ready to uncover the most exciting movie of 2023. So then we have a cover of Indiana Jones looking like he's meeting you in an alley for sex. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what the stance is. Don't kind of a- shame, Indy. I'm I'm not king shaming him. I'm just saying, like, I'm here for adventure, and he has a different definition of adventure, I think. But uh yeah, it's a good it's a good cover, though. It's a good cover. And this month's subscriber cover finds Indian 1960s New York City bathed in golden light, an image inspired by the film and illustrated exclusively by for Empire by Sam Hadley. So it's not concept art. It says January 2023. And there it is. Him showing up in new york new york city so new york city yeah so all that and this issue uncovers plenty of other cinematic jewels too with the huge 2023 preview that's got ant-man and john wick and and james cameron and uh all kinds of hollywood with babylon and kate blanchett and you can pre-order a copy so that so that's pretty much not really a lot to glean from it other than we got shit coming right and then this image popped up which i don't see on the site there but here we have indy and he's looking like like uh uh-oh don't go in there don't go in the airplane bathroom you don't know what i is that an airplane in the water a boat just just a boat that must be that that must be that's um what's his name's boat probably um antonio banderas's character's boat probably could be all kinds of boats but we did see him like getting on that boat and then they go scuba diving, you know, probably just as buddies as adventure buddies. Maybe I don't think they're looking for anything. I think they're just doing adventure buddy stuff. And, um, yeah, I've been, what's that? What if that's the name of the, the movie adventure? Buddy? <laughs> like, Jones, adventure like, buddy. Oh yeah. We're, we're going way corny with this shit. We're going Cornish. <laughs> adventure Cornish. buddies. We've yeah. got Cornish. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Um, by the way, I'm gonna I want to read the quote. I talked to the actor who played most of you will know as the actor who played Nyanem in Return of the Jedi. Well, there we go. Mike Mike Quinn, and uh, he plays one of the two big guys at the end of or at the beginning of the newest Andor the the fishing the fishing boat guys. You know the fishing guys who catch Andor in the Annette. And yeah. um, the character's name is Dewey, and he's all. Uh, he said, "Jason, uh, I'm the big guy, the one with the Cyclops eye thing, who did all the talking." So that's that's the same actor as Nine Num, Mike Quinn. It's oh, pretty nice. good. Yeah, I like that guy. He's a nice guy. So pretty cool. Pretty cool. Good, good, good puppeteer. Oh yeah, that's right, sir. Did you thank him for giving Andor a ride? Like, did you? Did you no. talk to him like in lore? No, no, they they hate it. They hate it when you like, well, I asked him, I said, how'd you get so fat? He's like, what? I saw you in the show. You got real fat. How'd you get so fat, Mike Quinn? And and, and then he blocked me. (laughs) No, okay. Mike also played Nippet, the baby Ewok. Nippet in the bud. That's what we say around here. Good B-52 song. (laughs) But yeah. Um. Oh yeah, should we 
Well, okay. So let's look at the. I'm going to pull up the covers on the, for the show. If you're on the podcast, sorry, but there's there's the cover of Indiana Jones looking like you know he's in a Duran Duran video, which also ripped off Indiana Jones. So it comes full circle. And then and then here's the concept art, or not the concept art, but the concept, the painting looking one. It's, it's a beautiful cover. It's really good. But uh, still have no fucking idea what this is about. Like if there was a Godzilla in there, then I go, okay, indie Godzilla. But I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just don't understand. Well, it, this is still this is kind of scaring me at this point. Like we're, I feel like they've learned no lessons from Crystal Skull. You know, like they're doing that real vague thing, and it's like, come on, guys, it's not so fucking important. Like, oh, give nah. us, give us something. I, I don't something. know. I, I don't think anything wrong with Crystal Skull has anything. It has anything to do with this one on the marketing front. I don't think so. Anyway, mm. but 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 I was I, I I talked to somebody at Lucasfilm. I was like shaking him. I was like, come on, tell me everything, <laughs> you son of a bitch. And um, <laughs> they weren't really budging. But the the one thing I took away from, I was just like, confirm it's fucking time travel. And they're like, you want me to lie to you? (laughs) So I don't think, I don't have anything else on that. That's all I got. But I, at this point right now, I'm like, it doesn't sound like it's time travel. I mean, they could have just been fucking with me because they, you know, were like, shut the fuck up finally about that. They were telling me everything about everything else. But Indiana Jones, for some reason, was like, well, don't talk, talk about that whatever but point being um it doesn't sound like it's time travel you know and so i don't know what the fuck it would be what what to make what you what you could really glean from that and you know you watch watch all the movies and i I watched i watched uh watched them all actually the last like month and um you know when i heard the abner ravenwood thing i was like well let's you know i watched uh Raiders. Then I just watched Temple of Doom because why the fuck not? Love short round. Why not? And then yeah, then like like Last Crusade, you know, there's that rumor that Fedora is Abner, so that was like my kind of like my incentive. And then I'm like looking at that, and I'm like trying to look, and I'm like, you know, does does Indy become does Indy be, does Indy become a Knights Templar guy? Is he is he in is he in the Brotherhood now? That like he was, you know what I mean? Is just something with that. But do you think he's gonna start wearing a fez? Like he switches the hat for the fez? That would be good. I, I don't know. Like, like I, I almost like imagine like that brotherhood has like people from all over. Like, there's probably one with like one of those giant babushka hats. I don't know what a babushka is, but I call those things giant babushka hats from Russia. I imagine they're like all over, but I don't know. I'm not sure. But anyways, uh, I was hoping that maybe we were gonna get a title. Uh, but would they release a? Would they save it for the Avatar trailer? Would they save it for the Avatar trailer? That's that's obviously going to come. If they don't have the title of the movie in the Indiana Jones trailer, then, then I mean, I've been be. super positive on on all the people making it, but I mean, the marketing, I don't know, man. Like, it's going to be hard to root for a film you don't know the fucking title. Like, it's just yeah. when they take it too serious, you know? Like, yeah, that's where it's like. I remember uh, the story um, John Favreau was telling about when he went to ILM to do, you know, post effects on a, the first Iron Man film, and he's walking through the hallways, and some guy was working on one of those jungle sequences from Crystal Skull, and he like threw his body over the screen so it was hidden, you know, and it's like it, it wasn't anything to hide. Like I get what yeah. you have to do at work, but it 
it, it didn't it didn't it didn't care yeah <laughs> it's too vague man it's too vague um matt says it's called the book of indiana jones <laughs> <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no um it is I mean, if they just don't have the title, that would that would be one thing. There, a bunch of fake titles came out, and then he sound, and then he acted like he had a title. Um, Man, Gold did. Also, um, I didn't, I didn't put it on the screen. I don't think I'm gonna bother, but I'll, I'll just paraphrase it or read it if I can find it real quick. Um, somebody put a bunch of fake leaks up again. More stuff, you know, from the uh, trailer or whatever. Man, Gold says once again, not true. I already said there have been no screenings, and the photo was from the D23 teaser. Have some faith. So I I I um I appreciate him not letting it spiral out of control into complete mediocrity with the with the online grifters in that way. You know, I think that's kind of cool. You don't want to go too far because then, like you know, eventually, like every time like a leak comes out, people are be like, "Hey, is this real? Is this real? Is this real?" And he's not at a point will be able to say anything. And then he did that be... to Umberto back mm-hmm. when Deadpool 2 was coming out. Umberto was saying they were shooting a Wolverine thing, and he's like, No, 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 for De- oh, it was doing Logan. It was like they're shooting a Deadpool thing, yeah. for, you know, that's tied to Logan somehow. And he's like, It's not, we're not doing anything with it. Logan's got nothing to do with it. And they did. They shot like that teaser for Deadpool 2 that played before the movie. So, like, it's like, all right, like. He, he can be cheeky that way where it's like, yeah, he's not in the movie, but they shot an exclusive teaser for Deadpool 2 that would only be played in front of Logan. Like, okay. so, yeah, he gets that way sometimes. Yeah. M- make hopes the next movie has a better title than The Rise of Skywalker. You mean you, you want a better title for Skywalker Rising? That's what it's going to be called. Episode 10, Skywalker Rising. Indie Rising. Yeah, Kathy Kennedy's producing everything. If anything comes out of Lucasfilm, she's a producer on it, just by her, the very nature of being the the president. I think president. Well, you want you want paycheck to produce it? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. Well. <laughs> I mean, she, she produced Star all. Star Lopez. Of them. Like, what, what is the alternative? You know. Well, I mean, I mean, if you've liked any of the Indiana Jones movies, she's produced every single one of them. So it's really. Yeah all the same and her husband shot second ad your first you know what i mean like on on all the indiana jones films like yeah all of them (laughs) right i don't know man dude it's it's just i get you know maybe that's just a part of us getting older jason but like when i hear the youngins talk about like i don't want this person ever ever producing by and then simultaneously go lucas should be in charge of everything like i don't i don't see the consistency in that argument you know yeah well, it, it has nothing to do. It, um, Kathy Kennedy is far from a creative producer, right? Um, I would say she's a critical producer and a greenlighter. And was you a, know was a creative producer. You know, John yeah. Peters would be like, put a mechanical spider in Andor. <laughs> well, point, <laughs> Those are yeah, the parts they're making. <laughs> yeah, she's not Kevin Feige. She's not like you know what we're doing next, you guys, the Clone Wars, and this time she's not doing that. She's people are coming in, they're pitching to her, and she's going, We're in your bit, we're in the business of making a movie with you. And um, sometimes that's going to work really well, and sometimes it's not. One of the things I love a lot 
I, I literally this week, without being specific, watched one of the best Star Wars things I've ever seen in my whole entire life. And one of the worst Lucasfilms things I've ever seen in my whole entire life in the same fucking week. And I got to say, same it's way. bittersweet. There's something magical about it. There's something infuriating and magical about it at the same time. You know what I mean? I, I What can I say? I mean, uh, I'm glad it's not all cookie cutter. Um, that's that's the that's the positive side of it. Everything's different. Nothing's the same. Nothing's rolling the same. Nothing's filling the same. It's always kind of like, what are we gonna get? What's next? So, it is what it is, girls and boys. But um, my buddy Bestman Bulletin, he's on Marlana one, sir. Um, says Andor episode twelve has a post credit scene. Read what it is here. So, by the way, before we get into that, my favorite thing in the whole world are people who police spoilers but don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Making shit up. Already know the answer, but they want to hold it against you because they're stupid and they just want to be tough online. Tough online. And uh, anyways, um, yeah, there were people giving him shit for this right here. Um, there were I had the uh, the story the other day that just shows the the leaked blue picture of Merva, and somebody's like, "Oh well, no spoilers next time." And I'm like, "From that, what do you know? You think she's a force ghost? Is 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 that that was your bet, right, Rob? You're like you're like 100 thinks it's the force ghost." Yeah, I'm like, look, it's 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 either the either the the, the cat is 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 a bit ignorant and thinks it's a force ghost or. Is trying to act like he didn't know that bra was gonna die in this series. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally, literally, like, like, oh, the one who's been dying since the first episode and getting progressively worse to the point where we stopped looking at her for episodes and people are just walking in and out, shaking their heads. You thought she was gonna live? <laughs> Maybe Ray was gonna show up and like fucking kiss her and like give her give her life, you know. But um, but once again, you know. Well, why would they get mad? The leaks aren't even that major for Andor. No, they're they're not. And the, the thing about and I mean about Andor in, in truth, I feel like the the uh, leaks are the show is leak proof because a leaker, a spoiler writer, whatever the fuck we are, could never give the subtleties of what Gilroy and his team are writing and directing and putting out there, and um, the discussion points are strong and, and so it's stuff to like discuss and then we're going to see it executed and it's going to be really good it's not like i mean no disrespect to the to like the mandalorian group but when like a mandalorian spoiler comes out the execution you don't know what it's going to be you can make it way more epic in your mind than what it's going to be um yeah but you and, could you can guess mandalorian plot points within a pretty decent degree of accuracy you know, I mean, you just can't really figure out anything. Oh, really, like, Rob? Is what I do that easy? Is it that easy, Rob? <laughs> is it that simple? Yeah, I've been armchair quarterbacking you for years. You just didn't know it. I was <laughs> oh, the podcast. oh. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> and I, I, arm, I armchair quarterback my way onto the show, Jason. <laughs> that makes sense. That, this is so. uh, this is this can be it's your, you're right you know your shit no but um no but but no my my point is like like you know when we say there's going to be a big fight with a fucking dragon or something you're like well you can make it the coolest dragon fight in the world or it might be like stop you beasts and then that's it you know 
and on, on this show, like you could say, like, like she, you know, she when she died off screen, it's like everyone's like, well, oh, that's fine. And it's like, no, that's not fine. But it is fine because of what's going to happen. But this person has no idea. When they saw that picture, they had no fucking idea. And and they already already knew the elite, or they're just trying to police it. It makes me laugh. And um, they were doing it to um to uh, Bespin as well. So, anyways, uh Bespin <laughs> writes well, I only like my info when it's totally made up, Jason. Don't give me real spoilers. I need all right. my fake theories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I'm cool with. Um, you can give Bespin, you can buy Bespin um a, a coffee and throw it in his face. Buy him one and say, I'm throwing this in your face. Do that. Thanks, guys. buddy. <laughs> yeah. Tip Thanks him. for throwing it in my face. Tip I him. really needed to pick me up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. I tried to I tried to post it in, in the in the chat to like actually help him. Wait. Copy link address. That this is how computers work, you guys. There it is. Okay, so I put it in the chat. So if anybody ever wants to tip Esmond, there it is right there. And when you do say, I'm throwing this in your face. Don't, don't say thank you. Don't say, oh, man, <laughs> you bring me, you brought me years of stories and happiness. Don't say no. Say, I throw this in your face. All right. So earlier this week, a Reddit user by the name of Main Imagination 214. Thank you, Main, Main Imagination 214. Um, next time, just give it to me and Bespin, though. Come on. Shared an image of Maerva. Andor as a hologram taken from Andor season finale next week, as well as detailed scene we saw this week in an episode in an episode eleven. The user has clearly seen the next and final episode of the series early, like be, likely because members of the press received screeners for the finale earlier this week. The user took to Reddit to once again detail a post credit tacked onto the next week's episode. Blah 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 blah. Okay, the Reddit user wrote, the scene begins with a close-up of a droid assembling the star-shaped pieces with the Narkina 5 prisoners worked on on a large platform. The camera pans out, and we see so many of these droids assembling so many of of those pieces. The camera moves further away, and we see a skeleton of an immense building floating in space. The camera moves away further. It's a Death Star, still under construction, but already Jim's yeah. yeah i was told the Jim post-credits Cole. scene previously as well as the other events in the final episode of the season i can confirm that the reddit user's claim is accurate <laughs> and it is yes i concur the reveal of the death star shouldn't come as too much of a surprise given how close and or will get to rogue one a star wars story next season and that a report earlier in the year from making star wars claimed prisoners were working on parts for the death star and uh so that is confirmed Thank you, sources. Thank you, sources. It makes no sense. They must be working on the second Death Star. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, God. But, That's, but. That came up on, on Star Wars Santa show today. And I'm like, Santa, come on. So, well, so. Well. <laughs> oh, Jason, Jason, oh, oh, I'm building the second pole right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the second the pole right now. The second pole. Yeah. Third pole. The third pole. <laughs> He's just shucking off little elves down there and <laughs> storing them down in the second pole, you know? <laughs> the backup for global warming. <laughs> I gotta tell you, nothing makes me happier than than miscellaneous Santa lore. You know? <laughs> yeah. Go as absurd as we can get it. Like it makes me so happy. 
So and then and then this so they right there we see like little spider droid thingies, and then right here we see the uh, shot. Hey, a little mosquito in my room. But right here we see the uh, Death Star rings being assembled. Oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of one of those things that you put like a marble on, and like it spins around like a coin, you know, and it goes in there and like, hey, I give money to Remember charity. Mousetrap. Yeah, oh, yeah, mousetrap. Mouse yeah, mousetrap. They should they should do Death Star mousetrap. That'd be fun. But uh, <laughs> way better than that bullshit Monopoly board they made for Boba Fett. Oh jeez. <laughs> I just remember it was the first time I was super negative on the show, and everyone's trying to be all positive. I'm like, this is bullshit. I know Mark. I may I worked yeah. on this kind of shit. This is the cheapest fucking thing. None of this will have to do with the show. No, no. <laughs> it yeah. should. It should, but it won't. They're just ripping you off, folks. <laughs> yeah, they were. If you bought that, you got ripped off. Now the, the the only saving grace to that board was the fact that it was the it wasn't like the full like thirty dollar forty dollar monopoly board. It was the I don't know fifteen dollar monopoly one. It was like the ones that kids just play and throw in the trash after a couple of uses and lose all the parts. So whatever though, I wouldn't buy it. Seems stupid to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So here we go. We got some acolyte news. For you losers cinematographer <laughs> that, James. Can we call them that? losers like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I like that. J cinematographers James Friend and Chris Teague board Star Wars The Acolyte. Oh, and what, what's another fucking coffee? Can this guy just fucking drink his coffee out of our face already? God, stop shaking the coin at the fucking cup with the coins in it at us all the time. Shouldn't no, it be Cuppa in the UK? Cuppa. Cuppa. Yeah, shouldn't it be? God, that would yeah, drive me crazy shouldn't. hearing people say cuppa. Yeah. All right. You're going to have a real bad time when you go to Star Wars Celebration next year. I ain't going. I ain't going. Chris Teague has joined the Star Wars, that has joined the Star Wars the Acolyte. He said the Star Wars. He's one of those guys. He's like a grandma now, uh, the Star Wars. I like it. Go see a Star Wars. As one of the series cinematographers, which reunites him with the series writer, director, and showrunner Leslie Headland, who he worked alongside during the first season of Netflix's Russian Doll, a series also created by Headland. Since the Good Netflix show. series, it is. I don't know how this translates, but maybe somebody else does. Teague has gone on to join the hit Hulu series Only Murders in the Building. As a cinematographer okay. and later a director, and has worked on a series in the past such as Glow, Miss Fletcher, and Broad City. So Love Only Murders. I haven't seen it, but does does is there is there a lot of visual spectacle or, well, or is this gonna be like a Kenobi situation? It's a set it's a set piece that they also film in New York. Okay. And they do a really good job of the New York stuff. And when they're in the building, it look it's it's a fucking building, but it doesn't look like Seinfeld. Like, it looks pretty decent, like you yeah. know, like it's. And so oh my god! When they do, they have done episodes where like they're actually driving out, like on mm -hmm. traffic in New York, which you know it's got to be a fucking nightmare to do. And it was done really, really well. So, yeah, for a little show, it it does a great job. You just brought it all back right now. Do you remember that episode of of Seinfeld? Where Seinfeld's sleeping with the TV on, and like Larry David's like a spaceman, 
And then he wakes yeah. up and he says something and he like he write, writes a joke down. And then, yeah, he, and then his, he laughs. Little... Yeah, and then he wakes up and he can't read it. Yeah, he can't read what he wrote and he's having everyone to read the paper. To, I fucking yeah. did that. I fucking did that this week. And you just <laughs> brought it back right now. And I was sleeping and, and it I heard an in and out commercial. And in my head popped loose in and out. That's what hamburgers all about. <laughs> I thought it was really funny, and then I couldn't remember it. And then I was like, "Oh, that's not funny." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but just now, when you said, "Yeah, that, it, it wasn't came, funny," but <laughs> yeah, it all just came back in my head though. And I was like, "Loose in and out." That's what hamburgers all about. This is why I can't sleep at night. So, anyways, um, so yeah, I mean, I like Broad City. I, I like these shows. I like Glow. But but I just I don't know how this translates to uh, Star Wars. But who fucking knows? Nobody what ever I, does. I would say how it translates is um, he's a an actor's director. Like he it's because it's very actor driven. These shows Glow is actor driven. Yeah. Only Murders is actor driven. So if you're looking for someone who can get a performance, you know, good call. You know. Yeah. More than say like a tonal thing. You know. Right. You know, you know Kate Nash from that from that 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 show. Her music. She started off as like a MySpace person. Her music is actually really good. She, Kate Nash actually has some really good music. Surprisingly, for one of those like super well, what, beautiful like Hollywood people, you wouldn't think. But Kate Nash writes some good songs. I'm surprised, but I'm but it's very impressive. This is what what the bummer is when social media sites do fail, because they generally give people a chance to you know get noticed that never would and so someone who goes well i don't like the one anyways who cares well yeah but someone was like living off that you know yeah and it just does i mean imagine if you and i were making our living off oh i remember heroes. i was making a living and off they just decided they just and decided then, to delete and city then heroes crow, one day jason cheryl crow bought that shit and cheryl crow took all my money cheryl crow fucking cheryl crow's the original elon musk she sucks she shut down city of heroes because i need to know who to go after shut down nb3.com to call my fucking money oh. i'll tell you that much yeah. All right. Anyways, um, in addition to Teague, cinematographer James Friend. Just who, for that, you're gonna cheat on a bike race in, in her name. Right? Yeah. All yeah. all I know, I mean, Cheryl Crow's music sucks too, so I guess she needed the money. Um like James Friend. Uh, all I wanna do I, is have some fun. I wanna fucking yeah. die when I hear that shit. Um James yeah. Friend has yeah. also Good. but don't Happy worry. For it'll it'll be in the finale of Willow, I'm sure. Um, has also joined the Acolyte crew. Unlike Teague, Friend has not worked on this with the series creator Leslie Headland in the past, but worked on the upcoming Willow series from Lucasfilm and Disney. Friend's past cinematography work includes two Showtime series, Your Honor and Patrick Melrose, as well as Stanley's Lucky Man and Victoria. James Friend's most recent work, All Quiet on the Western Front. Is currently streaming on Netflix and is picking up award season buzz, 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 buzz. The Acolyte started filming at Shinfield Studios in Berkshire, England, towards the tail end of October, with filming expected to run until May. The series, described as a mystery thriller, thriller, will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers during the final days of the High Republic. As we follow a former Padawan and her Jedi master investigating a series of crimes committed by sinister forces, Amanda Stenberg. Bodies, <laughs> you bodies, just bodies. said that like ten, 
You just said it like Ted Knight. You know? <laughs> My sinister forces and the Legion of Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, so, and then she goes on to the, all of the stuff and then give me a coffee. And he wants you to know he's on Mastodon because, you know, Twitter might die. Twitter might be dead. Twitter yeah, Mastodon ain't gonna solve. Here's a problem yeah. with Mastodon. I went to five different servers and all of them were full. That ain't gonna replace social media. Because <laughs> no. like if someone's trying to find something to go find people to hire them or look for new talent, and they can't log into anything or get into it because it requires a bunch of fucking hoops. And that ain't it. If you're just looking for a safe space to have conversations with ten people, fine. But yeah, you know, I I figure social media for creatives is best as a, a, a talent show, right? An audition reel and those decentralized servers where you have to get into a club and go, it's not going to work. It's not right. No, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I, I wish, uh, I, I think, I think that platform would have worked if it just ripped off like Twitter and then had like subreddits inside it that you could like go into that were just those closed communities that didn't, you know what I mean? Like sure. this yeah. in here, there's just this. And out here there's that. Cause then you could just like join and have your general name and all that. But yeah, like it took, me and Beth spent a long time to find each other. We were, it was like war. It was like wartime, you know. Epic should just make the next Twitter called Forty or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Clubhouse. <laughs> Club shit. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Hey, but... why not? <laughs> so the Internet Kids Club, like just fucking Internet whatever. Kids Club, right? <laughs> yeah. Hungry Jack's Kids Club. I'm pretty sure that's going to get you on an FBI list if you want to enter the internet club. So my, Matt my Walsh is like, one. sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make six socks accounts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Were there any more stories for today? I mean, we got the thing. Season one finale arrives online. We kind of already, can't, already, already covered that. So, yeah, I guess we did cover it all. But. Yeah, so I think we kind of we kind of covered all of, all of the the major news of the day, unless something's happened that I don't know about. But I'm excited for the for the end of Andor to come, though. I mean, I'm like I'm both excited and sad. I've enjoyed that show coming out every week. I really, in no way, I want everything now. I, I'm in, I'm a very impatient person when it comes to stupid entertainment. Because why be patient for for stupid inter- entertainment? But um, man, wouldn't it have been great if they had just done all twenty-four episodes at once? We just got all all since it was on me. It'd be so great if I could just watch them all right now. I'd have such a good time. But no, no you say I, no. I'm not up for that binging twelve hours of Star Wars, and we have to fucking come after each one. We have to do a show, and then go watch another one, and then by the seventh show, we're all dying from like, why are we doing this? Tour? No, I don't miss any. No, no, no. I, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, wouldn't it be cool if they had? filmed the whole series and just kept it going for 12 for 24 weeks that make me happy week week to week you know one a week for 24 yeah. weeks tony gilroy just jumps <laughs> off a bridge hey you know what <laughs> you know what was it remember in uh the it crowd when the boss just walks up the window and just no nah, i didn't see that no it's Mm-mm. good it's good shot it's good yeah, okay. like that yeah yeah similar you know what they just stole it from Kids in the Hall. Remember when Dave Foley did it in Kids in the Hall? And he just like, oh, everybody, he walks right up to the window and just, oh face, right, just face, <laughs> face, face, yeah, jumps right out. <laughs> yeah, and they did Meg, steal that from Kids in the Hall. Meg says, "I can't wait to see Boba Fett, Padme, my mom, your mom, Palpatine, Revan, Jawas, Ray, Kiati Mundi, and Minan <laughs> in Episode Twelve. 
<laughs> like like uh Andor opens a door and they're all in that room, right? Like you know, when they did know, that X-Men cameo and Deadpool 2, they just like used the video footage and like after effects them all into a room <laughs> for like the lamest cameo ever. <laughs> I mean, I I think that kind of thing. I don't think anybody believes that. I don't think the people that are pushing that but believe that. I think the people pushing that want to introduce an idea to a very immature audience that watches wrestling. And then when they hey, get a very hey. character, I'm not, I'm not, I I'm watch nineties wrestling. All right. Fair enough. Hey, fair <laughs> enough. But if that's all you watch when, and episode three, you might be a moron. Let's just be honest. Chances are you're a moron. There's some of you are smart. I have a lot of good friends who <laughs> Eric, Eric who watches the show is a very smart man. He loves him some wrestling, but it's not all he watches. It's not the only thing he watches. So my point is, is that, yeah, if you like a Star Wars prequel and wrestling, um, and then you go and you start saying these things, then they they get excited. They think there's a possibility that there's a chance. It's like it's like there's a chance. Uh, you know, it's like uh, Dumb and Dumber at the end. So you're telling me there's a chance. That's them. There's there is no chance. Everybody knows it. And then when the episode comes out, they get to go. Well, you know, it would have been good if it was about General Grievous. And then the audience was like, yeah, take my money. Take my money. <laughs> you know, and then, then we end up with that. So it's my favorite scene in Spaceballs when he walks in on Dark Helmet playing with his dolls. I didn't see you playing with your dolls again, sir. That's these guys are sitting in the room still playing with their dolls. You know, like I just want to live out more adventures, you know, with yeah. my with my toys. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. such a bullshit fucking like lie, too. Because, like, had they not made this show and they had just conjured up a General Grievous show, they would just be taking the contrarian point of, why do they got to keep going back to the well and using things we love? Why can't they make anything? Why can't they just do a show about the Rebellion? It doesn't even have the Jedi. They would just do that. And then when they do that, they have to go, why are they doing it not giving us our Jedi? It's just a, it's a fucking, I don't know, man. But, like, but, but imagine the scene, dude. Like, he comes in, he's like, Laura, I love you. You have my heart and he's boom 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 and you're like oh my god this is cinema that finally they yeah, when finally oral nuts gets it. gets it and then they focus on the heart and repeat the loop so it's do 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 see see eric doing the back he starts doing eric we can agree though we can agree you guys are fun but some of you have played a little bit too too much backyard wrestling, right? A little too much backyard backyard wrestling has, has occurred sometimes, just sometimes. But no, I mean, like that's that's the whole that that's that's what they're that's what they're doing though. They're just trying to appeal. I'm joking, obviously, but they're they're like they're like trying to appeal to those people, and then they're actually trying to upset them. They're and they actively don't care if they harm. They don't love Star Wars. They don't care if they hurt it. They would they'll hurt it for super chats. They'll hurt it for money. They will they will hurt their audience. They'll play with their audience for money. It is what it is. I'll take your fucking money. I'll take every fucking last dollar every one of you has. But I'm not gonna fucking trick it out of you. I want you to get. I want. I want. I want true cult level adoration and love. I don't, I don't want. I don't want the, to trick it. But um, <laughs> trick it good. Yeah, I mean, I want you. I want you all to believe that it. I am the chosen one. And that if the comment is coming, and that we do need these shoes for the end times. Um, wait, Grievous show for real? No, Darth Lopez. Somebody, somebody was uh, another show 
went sort of viral on social media for viral. a clip. I don't know. Star Wars viral um, for a clip where they said Andor's not a good show. The show basically sucks. And then they said um, that the Andor people need to make a Grievous show and that'd be good. It, it, it's Oh, it gets even better though, Jason, because they yeah. go, they, they go, it's not a good show. I mean, the acting's good and the special effects are good. And the music's great. You know, <laughs> the editing's great. <laughs> but uh, what, what's what's the problem here, Jason? It's got the yeah, nuance is good. The, the setting, <laughs> fantastic. It's got elderly women. It's got Mexicans and it's got strong female leads. That's the problem. What I need is a CGI robot who's basically got space herpes. <laughs> the, 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 the problem is Reva. The problem with Andor is Reva. Yeah. Her proximity to it. She came on the show before it. It's too close. But yeah, it just, you know, it's funny. I, I hope they are good spirited about it. I mean, I say stupid shit all the time, you know, uh, I just, I just yeah, so what? <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know what I as, say? You know what I say, Jason? I say Lucasfilm, I dare you to make that show. Like right now, fast track it. Let's show them. Let's show them. Let's, let's give, give them what they want. You'll see what you'll see how it goes. When people are like, oh no, man, I'd like a Venom movie. I dare you to make two. And they did. Look how that went. Look at the quality yeah. of those. I like the um, Venoms. Shut up. Like, <laughs> you know, if that fucking if those Venom movies were MCU films, you'd be hearing nonstop all day long how the CGI is bad and the editing's corny. This feels like a 90s movie. Such so they just have a, a, a they have a whole it's fans who have agendas and this ain't nothing new. I grew up with psychotic nerd uncles who had an agenda too. You know who used to tell me when the Batman came out in '89? That's not Batman. Adam West is Batman. I'm like, you're out, you're fucking. It's, it's not the same. You could yeah. put Adam West Batman into this movie. You <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> just. Yeah. Gets, you know, Jack Nicholson just mows him down, you know, shoots ass in his face and his whole face just melts away. Like, this is, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, Dark Lopez says, Andor, Andor is phenomenal, but not all Star Wars is for everybody. And yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, with Batman, I don't need, I don't need all Batman even to be um, the Dark Knight. I don't yeah, mind. Yeah, Lego Batman. I, I like it. Yeah, or even Batman 89. Like, like there's, there's right. different ways of, there's, there's different stories you can tell and different tones to like tell them and uh i'm cool with that like i actually appreciate that i appreciate that it within a year's time i get kenobi mando and andor like these different flavors these different paced shows and everything i'm i'm all about it i'm i'm for it um as somebody who 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 can like uh somebody who did do backyard wrestling with my friends and was dropped on my head too many times i can appreciate both so. Give me a minute, Jason. I got my dogs. Needs to go yeah, yeah, right yeah. Take care of business, man. But um, but basically, go yeah, go potty. Uh, but basically, uh, I'm I'm okay with it. You know, I'm okay with the with with Bad Batch in the cartoons. Um, not my favorite stuff though. Like all all in all, like it's I like the Clone Wars a lot. That Clone Wars was was what really worked for me. I like the the stories of it. But you know, at the end of the day, I would never, I would never think that it. I would never want Tony Gilroy to make, you know, I don't know, Han Solo and Lando. It's just, it's not the right. This is not the right kind of guy for it. Not, not the right speed. It's not the right narrative direction that you would take that kind of that kind of thing. Um, 
in a lot of ways, the Kenobi series, maybe, maybe, maybe that could have used a Tony Gilroy. But I'll, also, I would keep Tony Gilroy in the grounded reality of Star Wars as opposed to, as he calls it, the royal family and the space wizard stuff. I would mostly keep him away from that, you know. But yeah, loved loved Clone Wars too. Me too. Um, I still don't feel like I still don't know if I. I don't know if it's me living in like modern era where all these Star Wars films are coming out and stuff, but I honestly truly have it connected with the stuff that came after George Lucas left as much as the stuff as when he was there. I don't know if it's in my head or if it truly does feel different. So, you know, but um, Darth, Lu Darth Lopez says, I've always loved Ahsoka. Her arc is the greatest in Star Wars history. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty good arc. I'm not super crazy about early Ahsoka. I don't mind it. Does it never made me mad? Like some people were totally turned off to it and like made them crazy. But um, but there's there's a lot of there's a there's a pretty good story, a pretty good thing to follow throughout different shows even now. And uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that interconnectivity of all of these different series, sort of converging and telling her story in a big way. That's why I'm like, I'm not um. I'm not sure what to expect from the Ahsoka series and it being like a samurai show, you know, of her being like, I don't know. Is she like a Ronin? This is why I need Rob. Rob, tell me what a Ronin is. But um, the fact that it kind of goes that way, you know, I don't, I don't know. Does that interface with everything else? Will that feel like tonally on or something? Probably will because it'll be Dave, Dave Filoni, but it's going to be strange. Um, Jedi Chris says, did you notice the quad jumper line in the episode? It's similar. If the same as TFA, the one when Ray and Finn go on the Falcon. Yeah. It's the one that they, that they are going for and then it gets blown up and then they go to the Falcon instead, same kind of ship. And, uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, I'm looking forward to, 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 to the future of star Wars television being different tones and stuff like that. I'm curious if the audience is going to be able to not feel like their neck is getting broken all the time they it's not there's really nothing they can do about it if that's what happens but you know if we go from this to the next show being like mandalorian in february and it's like i think most people will be happy to see Man mandalorian back but then like you know all these shows are so different so it, it's that's one thing sets an expectation for what I, what the rest is supposed to be and then the next thing says no i'm this and for, for some reason every single time the, the general fandom is confused by it. But how's it going, Rob? Well, I don't think there's going to be a big tonal change between Ahsoka and Mandalorian. I think it's going to be more the same? Oh, think, yeah. So, you don't think the uh, samurai shogun Ronin thing is going to matter? No one had a problem with the tone of Boba Fett. It was just it was a stupid story. Had the Boba Fett that appeared in the Mando... But yeah. in that series, and he was just literally on a John Wick hunt across the galaxy, taking over shit. You know, everyone would have been rooting for it. As shallow as that would be, they yeah. would have rooted for it. It's him just sitting there doing jack shit. That yeah, like, what are we doing? We just watched him wax all them stormtroopers, and he dropped the charge bombs on him. And in this one, he's like, "Well, I'm gonna go yeah. back to tank for another episode." <laughs> I know. I, I was. I was thinking like like. There were so many things that could have made that as like like feel, like feel like a series instead of like a mini series that didn't make a lot of sense. Like 
wouldn't it have been cooler if like somebody cool had the had slave one with like an episode where we go someplace new and he has to like get it from like the some other criminal or another bounty hunter who's been using it this whole time and they weren't even using it instead it's, like, it's just it, in it, the garage like he just stole it's just the in the car. garage in perfect working condition for like five years you know what i mean never being used they didn't strip mine it for parts it didn't sell nothing nothing just sitting there all of his gears in there right where he left it's just like the logic it's like Look, for me to question Star Wars logic, you have to understand, I give Star Wars a giant leeway. <laughs> so when I'm like, come on, guys, you can't be doing this. You know, like you just you're just taking this all for suckers at that point. You know, that's how I feel. Yeah, that's how I feel, too, man. I mean, it's there's 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 some good stuff in it. Not saying there's like like, you know, I, I don't hate the show that show. I, there's the stuff I enjoy. I enjoy all, like the whole Tuscan arc and stuff like that, but that just doesn't really come together. Not like, and I'm glad we we have an Andor and that once again in the same year. You know, that's. But uh, Darth Lopez right now in Los Angeles. Um, the weather app doesn't want to load. I think I think the world ended. I don't know why. But I was going to tell you, uh, it's 70 degrees here, 70 degrees. It feels cold. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm cold right now. It might be colder in my room because it was like, you know, probably like in the 50s and 60s earlier. And uh, California, I'm not used to this. Space is cold, Annie. I'm like, I prefer it. That's why I left. It was 20, it was 20 degrees out this morning. I'm like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what Lopez is, go, is going through right now. 21 degrees so you, you have a you have a you have a degree cooler so he should shut up right <laughs> i'm kidding uh fred says i love that star wars can break through different media and styles and and all lead to the same conclusion yeah i was reading like through like some of the marvel comic stuff that i had missed and just like checking stuff out like flipping through and um wasn't kind of wasn't getting into it i was hoping to maybe i get hooked rehooked in kind of was wasn't happening yet and uh ha- hasn't happened yet but the one thing that i i i looked at like the old republic or the high republic stuff and like i don't like that you have to read a novel and then a comic book to like get the answer from something from like a novel i'm okay with things being referenced but it's just it's just too it's too much i'm not i'm not gonna do it matt says uh, i hope tony gilroy actually does something else star wars after he's done with andor season three and doesn't just say f this um lol yeah me too I, I i hope he goes and recharges his batteries i hope he has something that he feels was so good or some concept or idea you know like bakes and brasso like what are, what are they doing or something you know what i mean though like if they don't come back they might not come Brasso back. house it's just him bimo and bix trying to make an we've got to make a new way across the galaxy with bix bimo and me <laughs> pick your own pick your own brasso but um yeah i i, I kind of no I, i'm saying like like there might there might have been story ideas or plot ideas that were going to be integrated throughout the season there's a five season plan and so like for all we know bakes and brasso are you know they, they leave together with b2 right is what we think at the end of the series and uh, they might not come back then they, they might but they might not 
they might not play into the into the rebel history of the next season that we're going to get Dave. I hope they do, but they might not. And um, so, you know, he might have had ideas that might might turn into like a mini series. That's what I would hope he would do is like that he would do, uh, you know, a mini series of, of, of six episodes of this one thing or whatever, as opposed to just going all or nothing or no. Um, but I'd take anything from that guy that he, that he wants to wants to do. But we'll hey, see. even if Dan wants, even if his brother Dan just wants to do it, I'm a big fan of Dan's work. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't he even take that this crazy point? movie after. Did you ever see the art gallery movie he made? Shit's batshit crazy. It's, nah, it's, yeah, it's it's out there. Okay, it's your, it's your kind of fun. Okay. I don't know if you like the movie. I just know like I know the setup enough to go. Yeah, you should check it out. You know. Yeah. How about a Job of the Hut movie directed by the Greasy Strangler director? No, I just want stop motion Job of the Hut by yeah. Guillermo del Toro. That's what I want. Oh, You're no. gonna do Job of the Hut, do stop motion, get Guillermo Man. del Toro to do it. You know, I, I've never connected with. I don't. I like him. Yeah. I've never loved any of of del Toro's stuff. I just, I, I've never. Cool, I've never like like I, I think he's a neat person, and like I like the I, the things, the ideas of the things he does, but. I don't ever end up loving it, so I'm kind of like always on the fence about that guy. But yeah, Pinocchio's um, pretty cool. I, I I agree with you. Like Blade Two is probably the most I liked because it was like an anime, you know, like mm-hmm. didn't go far enough in the fights. But um, right. But but the dude understands set direction and art design, you know. Mm-hmm. So like on a series, right? You you have to hire on some other directors and writers you know and i think like kevin smith when he's working with everyone else then i think that's when he's at his strongest like the clerk's cartoon the he-man cartoon really work when he's working with a bunch of other folks so right yeah yeah it's kind of weird jen urso looks like women on my mom's side the family in the movie and so whenever i see Whenever I see the actor outside of the movie, I'm always like, "Man, you're beautiful." I always forget how beautiful you are, because in the Star Wars movie, they don't they don't play up her looks; they just make her very, you know. And uh, but I, res- I respect it. I respect it. Should call her Jin Soso. Jin Soso, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Jin, take <laughs> I mean, a shower, <laughs> you fucking slob. But um, <laughs> so. Um, what do you guys think of fan edits of movies, series like Star Wars, Obi Wan Kenobi, a court, a court fine film, or copyright copyright violations? What do you think of fan edits of movies? Well, so here here's here's the big contradiction of me, is I think when Star Wars is coming in and wanting to be our culture, and and in a lot of ways monopolizing our imaginations as children, which is what Disney loves to do to turn us into customers for for life, and all that kind of stuff. I don't really feel too bad about talking about the information that comes from that kind of stuff. But when it comes to fan films, when it actually comes to actually taking their actual tangible piece of work and then fucking with it, for whatever reason, that that sits weird to me. I'm not even criticizing them, telling anybody they're wrong. I'm just saying what it is to, to me. You know what I'm saying? And like, I, I always feel like a little bit weird about that. I, I don't really feel bad about like memeing stuff. I feel it's like when you take like the stuff that they did all the work to shoot and to set up and then like go like now it's better because like I took out something and changed it around. I don't know. I did the second guessing of the actual work and trying to replace it. But something feels strange to me. I think that's 
You literally described the special editions, Jason. No, that was that was that was the artist doing it. That was the auteur theory. <laughs> Not the artist who worked on it. It's the guy who paid the bills, but the artists yeah, was, who worked on it were like, I didn't intend for that he paid backdrop for it. And, to, and it was his to have a yuzzum jizzing all over the fucking place. <laughs> Marquand didn't get a say in it. <laughs> they tried to put the yuzzum in and they couldn't do it. So actually, it's kind of their fault. If they had got the yuzzum well, working in the first place, it, that wouldn't have happened. So think about it that way. But uh, no, you, you know what I mean? Though? Like, like no, does that? No, oh, no, hey, Jason, uh, yeah. you're kind of half right. Uh, oh. Um, Kush, Kush, uh, he he was actually the inspiration for a yasm, as uh, you know, he'd actually do some Kush, and then he'd start throwing that whole stupid song, and <laughs> it was pretty yeah. ridiculous. So, uh, you know, I figured yeah. we already had a Muppet, we had a Muppet in the in Empire, so we put in the next one with a bunch of other Muppets, and uh, just could never get him to come back for that film. He was really mad about losing his job and everything. I said, but he can come back as a yasm, and uh, he said no, so didn't happen. I I heard I heard you came up with the uh, name because when you would tell Richard Marquand to do anything, he'd go yes. Oh. I was like, it's a weird way of oh. saying yes, sir. Is that true? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yeah, you know, I like yes. your, I like your version better. I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna put that in the, the memoir somewhere. Yes. I'll work on that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, I gotta get back to uh, having someone right. else write my book. Bye. Bye, George. But uh, <laughs> do, do you do you know do you know about the uh, yesm? About like about like it's like development and stuff like what it was supposed to be, originally. No, it was um there was this idea that they were going to have the Ewoks, they were like the natural enemy of the Ewoks. They remember the uh, cartoon the Duloc? oh it's in the photo archives book, isn't it? Probably. I think it's yeah, I would imagine it is. Book. There yeah. were supposed to be these these like Ewok eaters kind of thing, and then uh that got pushed that got taken out of the movie that didn't develop into anything, and then became the Duloc's. And then Lucas, um, there is a Yasm, the puppet is in Jabba's palace. Like it looks really bad. It, lo- it looks like a stuffed animal practically. And it's just like it's just like attached to the wall. Like there's not even really any, yeah, there so might be it, somebody it's doing this. In? Is it just like it's, bolted in? It looks like it's mostly bolted in. It probably had like a hole so that way somebody could do this with it, maybe. But I'm pretty sure when we see it, it's just fucking just dead on the wall. And uh yeah, so. Then Look, well, I I like Adiwan's work because of him completing the the special editions the way I envisioned him to be, you know. And mm-hmm. his work on Episode Four, he's he's taking out some of the stuff to make it just more spe- the way the special editions were sort of sold to us. So, like when he took the uh, Dagobah stuff and he actually built tree model trees, you know, so like the, to enlarge the backdrop, it's not just a Photoshop painting; it's physical model trees, shit like that. I really I really like that, you know. So. I'm hoping he finds a way to put Lava Man in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> like, somewhere, oh, no, somehow. It was Light, Light Man. Light Man. Light Man, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, but yeah, I'm, I like that. Other than that, the only fan edits for Star Wars that I enjoy is the Arl Nuts. They have their own kind. Of, that's why when... Yeah, Luke that's different. That's, the, that's that's parody. That's like a whole different thing. But it, but it actually has a lore, too. Like, it's surprisingly yeah. well... You know, for a parody, yeah. it has its own rule set and you know continuity but, and... but but there's yeah it's it's a it's a, it's like ongoing jokes and and continuity and yeah and it does it has its own lore and it's it's like it's ridiculous and it's it's awesome but it's, it's not like when Luke's ship had those beams not, i was like are they watching like, i don't know i don't know anything about the all in guys okay but i'm gonna assume right. they never go this is supposed to replace return of the jedi 
No, of they're course not, not. They're not going like this. May this is better now. They're they're not doing that. I think that sentiment is 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 what sets it apart for me. And then um and then oftentimes like once again the Adawin stuff. I know a lot of people enjoy it. It's really fun for a lot of people. And I hope he has fun doing his thing, you know, that stuff. And it's good to him. But like, once again, like when, when you only show six X wings, but then when you actually show all 30 on screen it visually, it tells a much different story. They don't look like they're really that outnumbered. They look like they're going to do okay in it. So I'm not, it, it the, the, the poetry. No, because he cut, he counteracted that with the empire actually showing up and there was like a hundred of them. So it was a bit different. Yeah. But, um, it, but it doesn't play when yeah. you see the shots, it doesn't play that way. That's not what the but emotion it, he's also, is. Also, also it, to defend that, he's, he's altering that shot. And so like, you know, that was yeah. like a learning thing, but I don't even, all I'm saying is if I have to take a special edition, like I have yeah. to accept because the way Lucas set up, I have to accept a special edition, mm -hmm. right? As canon, I'll Jedi take Rocks. anyone special Jedi Rocks is what you're saying. It's not even close. It's not even close. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Hey, Indiana Jones podcast. Thank you for the super chat. Um, I'm going to be on the, the, the Star Wars podcast tomorrow at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, Raiders March Rises, one word hyped. I am I'm pretty excited for, for this Indiana Jones 5. I think it's going to be good. I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a crowd pleaser, but and that can that can be good in the moment. I, I'm hoping it's more than a Force Awakens crowd pleaser, in the sense that like you know it did it and it's like okay that was that well what a, what a ride you know. But I hope it's like a true like like real Indiana Jones five. I feel like it, I hope it like really brings something to the to the table and as a crowd pleaser at the same time. That's my hope. But well, Logan's great and that Ford v Ferrari. I mean I could give two fucks less about. Ford v Ferrari, but it's a good movie. It's a good movie, you know? yeah. Yeah. Um, emotional evolution. Take a nap. The sh the show doesn't go anywhere. You guys come back. It's cool. You won't miss anything. Go to sleep. Sleepy time. Maybe uh maybe you'll you'll come up with a uh, a good joke like loosen in and out. So the hamburger's all I was about. about. To say, maybe you'll do it. Maybe maybe it'll happen yeah. for you. But uh, okay, God, wake up my Irish twins," says Darth Lopez. Is that a euphemism? Is it, do you? What does that mean? Do you have I? Do you have twins? Children? No, he's growing. They grow scars guards out there. Like, oh, you know what I mean, yeah, you know how like we have he's, Traegers or he's Swedish, you know, I garden. Think. Yeah. I think he's yeah, a but Swedish they grow guy. them out. Yeah, well, that's oh. scars. Yeah. Yeah. They grow the Swedes and then they import them back to Sweden from Ireland. right? That's what they're called, Skurzegurdsen. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> like you know what? Chef, right? Should I, Chris? Okay. I, I'm personally hoping the Velvet Underground do show up in Indiana Jones Five. I'm cool. I'm cool with waiting for the man, and then fucking Indy runs by on the horse. At that point, it's on because you know what? It can happen. It's appropriate. Now, it, do do I want Metallica? No, I don't. I don't want Metallica because you know why? They were just little babies. You know, J James Hetfield lived in my uh, my uh, city here. I mean, James Hetfield. We are we come from the same place. He, he was a Christian scientist, though. You know that? Got a broken arm. Couldn't get it fixed. That'll teach him. Um, Rule Farm Boy says, um, 
Rob's on the on the farm I grew up on. <laughs> uh, thank you for leaving a, a nice review for the podcast on the network that you listen to or on the platform that you listen to the podcast on, Farm Boy. I appreciate it a lot. So anybody who rates the podcast leaves a, leaves a positive review. I appreciate it a lot. So thank you. Indiana Jones podcast says, man, gold knows this is his chance to step up. If he delivers a classic Spielberg caliber film, he'll be known as classic Spielberg caliber filmmaker. He, he made just a billion dollar Wolverine aspect. movie. He made a billion dollar Wolverine movie after he had just made a mediocre Wolverine. I mean, yeah. I'm going to be honest. He might be the greatest director I've ever seen other than James Cameron in that he made a imagine james cameron made a shitty terminator sequel and then turned right around and made the greatest terminator sequel of all time yeah. like back to back like, like i mean there's like that's crazy there's like <laughs> but there, there's something about that ip itself that translates to industry love where he gets indiana jones because of it clearly but then but it doesn't seem like the press and the general audience would see him that way no one's saying he can't do it. No one's like, no one's talking shit on it or anything like that. But it's like, no one thinks like, oh, Mangold could be the next Spielberg. But after he does this, I, I do agree. They will probably, that will probably be a thing that they try to shoehorn him into, which won't be good Man's if gold. he takes, but I hope he doesn't take it because if he takes it, he will not be the next Spielberg. No one will be the next Spielberg. That just doesn't happen. And it needs to be, he needs to be, the, he, needs to be the man. he needs to be, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh Jurassic World guy. Um JJ Abrams. No, but it it's it's a curse. You don't want it. But but you do want um people seeing as yeah, I could have been that. I'm not that. I'm fucking mangle, baby. I'm putting Velvet Underground in Indiana Jones 5 because I know how to put music into things where it belongs. Well, he's doing the Bob Dylan movie next. You know that? Yeah. Bob yeah. Dylan. Yeah. Should be he should be doing the Matt Dillon movie if he had any balls. Sorry, the outsiders too. <laughs> the outsiders brings back Ralph Macho. Yeah. yeah, Rise of Pony Boy. Yeah, yeah. It, it's them. It's them today on January sixth with where they're fucking trying to get the capital. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know they you all gotta get all the socials out. Socials. Yeah, socials yeah. are damn. Socials are dams. Yeah, they're they're trying to eat all the babies. The socials are trying to eat all the babies. <laughs> Cherry Cherry's there. She's all like fucking. She's like three hundred pounds. She's like games. Get the socials. Get the socials. I'm Cherry. Yeah, they're I'm all amazing. popping Alex Jones pills. <laughs> Hi, Jen. <laughs> they're all drinking the suck, fucking supplements like it's high C, like a fucking big old yeah. thing of ecto cooler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. We, we're we're going to call it a show. We did it. It's Friday. Everybody be safe over the weekend. Don't drink too much. Be Don't safe. get COVID. Be cool. Stay in school. And uh, watch Star Wars, watch Indiana Jones, do whatever you want with your life. I don't care. But thank you to everybody for liking the video, subscribing to the channel. Uh-uh, no, I got homework, Jason. I got you homework do? for our audience. Yeah, they, you all need to show up with your one page treatment for the General Grievous series <laughs> by Monday. <laughs> by Monday. By Monday. Monday. Oh, Monday. By the way, my, my, my son had a play. I'm going to put the clip because I have it here. Why not? Close the doors. Yes, sir. 
Artu says the chances of survival are 725 to 1. And that's what I do with our family movies, you know. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. But um, we'll be back on Monday. Um, if you want to check out the show on any podcast network, if that works better for you, by all means, this is the best place to come to talk to us and to participate in the show. And uh, I told you, I told you, you told you all this. <laughs> oh wait, I try to get out of here, and then uh, Jurassic the Jurassic podcast shows up. Indeed, Mangold should do his own thing. Yeah, I think so too. I think he should do the do a Red Indian and Joe's movie and then keep making his originals, and then maybe in a couple of years come back and do another one. <laughs> but but don't make it your don't make it your series where you, that's all you do. That's always a bad idea, I think. But we'll see. I don't think it helped Colin Tra- Trevorrow grow. Maybe he wouldn't grow. But I don't made a billion I dollars. I don't think Colin Trevorrow is hurting yeah you know what though some people get three million subscribers and they think that fucking tony Capoy should be making a fucking general grievous series that 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 doesn't translate to anything that doesn't make sense it doesn't make actually a billion dollars translates into a billion dollars oh (laughs) i'm not saying it's a great movie it should make more of them but it it, this this (coughs) town only speaks in in dollars and so yeah yeah Trevorrow is going to take over the Transformers films next when this next one fails, and it will. No offense to Joby Harold, but it's already called Rise of the Beast. So, you know, you got one foot in the fucking grave on that one. And so when oh. uh, old Trevorrow takes over and we get Solana Solani, or two, the, new, the new Transformers twins, I <laughs> can't wait. <sighs> All right, See you all well, Monday. <laughs> um. So just now, Eric text Eric Denton texted me. Thank you, Eric. Experience Willow back on the big screen in a special live event available only in live select theaters. See a live Q and A of the new Disney original series Willow, an exclusive sneak peek. Get tickets now. So you, if you've never seen Willow or you love Willow, you can go back and see Willow in the theater. Um, I'm gonna I'll go see Willow in the theater. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to this, but I want to I want to click the link to see. Um, you can get tickets now, it says. And um, so I guess tickets now. Um, it looks like it's it's showing all I have. All I see is the movie time start on Monday, November 28th. That, that's all I have right now for it. For, for Willow is Monday, November 28th. So. Okay. But. But yeah, you know, I'll go. I'll go take the kids to see Willow in the theater because why the fuck not? Uh, sounds like a good time. All right, everybody, um, g- get your Willow tickets. Thank you, Eric, for the for the fucking heads up. Oh, and oh, and hey, topic podcast says uh, three dollars super chat. Hey, a bye legend, sending you both good vibes. Thanks, dude. I'll talk to you tomorrow, man. I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be fun, and uh, I'll try to be in a good mood. I'll ha- I'll drink some coffee. I'll get crazy. Interrupt you, step on your toes. Say all kinds of crazy shit. You have, have to edit the shit out of the podcast. It's gonna be a good time. And uh, I want to end the show now. I'm going to do it. Here's the button. I'm hitting it's it. the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey! It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey! It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey! You know you should go. Come on, let's go. It's not about spaceships.